In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Beloved in the Lord, let us draw down to your heart to confess our sins to God our Son, asking Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I will go to the altar, to God my Our help is in the name of the who made me. Holy and merciful I confess that I am my and that I have disobeyed my thoughts and I have done what is and failed to do what is For this I deserve your punishment, both now and eternal. But I am truly sorry for and trust in my Savior Jesus Christ, Lord, have mercy Christ Christ died, Christ, 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 In his great mercy, God, 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 God is alive and Christ, 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 Hear the word of Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy
The Lord, 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 Lord,
O God, God, the giver of all baptisms, by your holy inspiration, grant them things that are right, and by your merciful guidance, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first, the first lesson, lesson for the sixth Sunday, 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 Sunday is written in the fourth book of Moses, known as Numbers, chapter 10. They travel around the world along the route of the Red Sea to go around Egypt. But the people grew impatient. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is there no is bread, bread, there is no water, and we detest his miserable Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from So Moses prayed for the priest. The Lord said to Moses, Lord, make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is vigilant can look at it. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then, when anyone was vigilant by a snake, look at the bronze snake. This is the word of the Thanks, 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 thanks. The second the lesson is written in the first letter of Timothy. I urge them first of all that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for for kings and all those who are that we may live peacefully and quietly in all God's things. This is good, and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of God. 
For there is one mediator between God and God, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in his prophet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Please stand. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. All you have to do is ask. Or you can try to figure it out all on your own. Do it yourself, worrying and fretting about how it will all work out. When all along there is someone who is perfectly willing to help you to give you what you need, all you have to do is ask. Today is Rogate Sunday. That's the Latin form of the word that Jesus uses in our gospel for today, ask. So that we wouldn't be stuck trying to go it alone, so that your joy may be full, complete, Jesus says to you, all you have to do is ask. Ask and receive. Ask the Father in my name, Jesus says. This gospel reading continues our readings from Jesus' words the night he was betrayed, the night before he went to suffer and die. But these words were also meant to prepare his disciples for that time when he would go away for them, from them for a little a while, a long time. When Jesus says, in that day, He's talking about the way things will be after his resurrection and ascension when we won't have Jesus in our midst visibly to ask him questions or to bring our requests to him. In other words, he's talking to us about now and says, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Ask and you will receive. Within these words are, are both a command and a promise. The command is simple. Jesus simply says, ask. It's an imperative. It is a command. Jesus isn't giving advice or making suggestions here. He, he doesn't say, you can, you can pray to me if you want or if you really need anything. Jesus says, ask. So prayer is not optional for the Christian. It's not just in case of emergency or for those times when you just don't know what else to do or you don't know how you're going to make it and you're at your wit's end and you say, well, I've, I've pretty much exhausted every other possibility. I might as well try praying. No. And the reason that we can't ever treat prayer that way is because of Jesus' promise. He says, ask and you will receive. He even strengthens this promise with an oath. That's what he's doing when he says, truly, truly, I say to you. And yet all too often, Jesus says to us, ask, and we say, no. Or at least that's the effect when we fail to pray. Why? Well, I suppose sometimes it's pure laziness. Or perhaps it just didn't cross our minds. Or we didn't think that God was actually serious about that command. It's not a serious command like one of the big ones that's going to get us in trouble with people. I mean, think of it. Who's going to ever know if you never actually pray? A person could probably go for years pretending to be a Christian but never doing that which Christians do. Ask. 
In the Old Testament, there's even a phrase that is used to describe the unbelieving heathens. They are those who do not call upon the name of the Lord. But other times I think we'd fail to pray because we don't actually believe that it does anything. For if we believed that God heard our prayers, it would most certainly be the first thing that we did when we awoke and the last thing we did when we fell asleep. It would be the first place that we turn in times of trouble instead of a last resort. And when we do not ask, what we find ourselves doing instead is, just like the Israelites of old, we, we grow angry and frustrated and worried, we cry and we complain and we sulk, but do not ask. Jesus has given us a command and a promise. His command is clear, his promise is sure. Jesus' promise that the Father hears and answers our prayers is just as sure as the fact that Jesus, who died on Good Friday, rose to life on Easter Sunday, and even now lives for you and promises to come back for you. Understand, this is the same Jesus who says to you, ask. Jesus commands, ask, and promises you will receive. But Jesus also says, ask, in my name. To ask in Jesus' name is not some kind of secret code that opens up the floodgates of heaven. It's not a magical incantation that we append to the end of our prayer to to make them more effective, to make God hear us. To pray in Jesus' name is much deeper and much more beautiful than that. First of all, the name of Jesus is more than what we call him. The name of Jesus, what that is, is it includes everything that he is and everything that he does. St. Paul described that in our lesson today when he called Jesus the one mediator between God and man who gave himself as a ransom for all. See, the name of Jesus describes the God-man who stands between God and man, who suffers and dies for the sin of the world. Jesus stands as our mediator. When God looks at you and me through Jesus, so that our whole life, our deeds, our thoughts, even our prayers are pleasing to God only because of Jesus. And so St. Paul says that even our prayers, weak though they may be, please him through Jesus. And it's not even that that Jesus is a mediator, like like a messenger boy bringing our prayers and requests to the Father as though the Father's still kind of mean and grumpy and doesn't want to listen to us, but he'll listen to his son. No, it's not that. When the Bible says that Jesus still pleads and intercedes for us by the Father, it is because of his once and for all perfect sacrifice that our high priest holds up before the Father and through that sacrifice, through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we stand before God as his dear children. 
and he is pleased to hear our requests. The Father in heaven loves you. Why? Because of him, because of Jesus. And so you believe in him, so you love him, and so you pray in his name. That is, you come before the Father himself. With everything that Jesus is and everything that Jesus does kept safely on your heart and on your, in your ears and on your lips, this is, this is why our prayers and can and should never be separated from God's word to us. You see, to keep talking without listening makes for terrible conversation and terrible relationships. But prayer in Jesus' name always keeps Jesus and his word to us always at the center of it. Jesus and his life and ministry, his work, God's salvation for us can be summarized in the the creed. The creed is technically not a prayer. It's a confession of faith. But... But the creed can become a prayer because it, like all of Scripture, is centered on Jesus, is the foundation of our prayers. Jesus is the basis for our prayers. Of course, praying in Jesus' name is only possible if what Jesus did on the cross counts for me. In other words, I can only pray in the name of Jesus if the name of Jesus has been placed upon me. And it has. On you too. For when you are baptized into the name of the triune God, the saving name of God, the name of Jesus, is placed upon you. The saving name of of all of God's saving activity. You are marked with the sign of the cross to mark you as one redeemed by Christ, the crucified. And now, marked by his cross, baptized into his name, you are what he says you are. You are indeed a child of God who can now actually pray, Father. That's what Martin Luther was getting at. When in the catechism, he instructs us that that every day, first thing when you get up in the morning and last thing at night, it says he will make the sign of the Holy Cross and say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then go on with your prayers, the creed, the Our Father, etc. It's only because of our status and our identity as God's own child that we receive in holy baptism that we can pray in Jesus' name because we have been connected to him in this way. And it's only through the name of Jesus that we can pray to a father who loves us because we're his. Finally, then, we pray in the name of Jesus when we pray like Jesus prayed. Jesus is the one who teaches us to pray. We wouldn't have known it any other way. So when we pray in Jesus' name, we're not left floundering around, dreaming up petitions for God out of the thinness of our mind. But Jesus has even given us words to say. We can generally start with Jesus' own words. The best place to start in prayer is the prayer that he taught us. 
It's certainly not the only prayer, but it serves as a model of those things which Jesus knows we need and for which we ought to pray. I think the best advice I've ever heard on this, on, on prayer in general, is that, that when we pray, what we can do is arrange our whole prayers according to the Lord's Prayer. You have a need, you have a concern. Sometimes you don't know how to name it, but you feel it. You think through the Lord's Prayer, you can use the catechism or the hymn that we just sang as a help in this to identify, identify the petition that your Lord, your Jesus, when he gave the Lord's Prayer, knew that you would need these things. Find the petition and pray the Lord's Prayer in some. You'll hit all of your needs, all of your wants, all of your emotions, concerns. The second place to turn in prayer is Jesus' own prayer book. That's the Psalms. We pray in Jesus' name and we learn from Jesus to pray right when, when we also take up the Psalms as our prayers. There's an old Latin phrase that says, semper in ore salmus, semper in corde Christus, which means if you always have a psalm in your mouth, you'll always have Christ in your heart. And you'll pray in Jesus' name. My dear friends, if you have ever had trouble with your prayer life. If your prayers have ever been sluggish or thoughtless or haphazard or non-existent, if you feel that you have not received because you have not asked, then ask. But when you pray, ask in Jesus' name. When you ask in Jesus' name, you are never far from Jesus' word and from the Father's love that draws you closer to him. When you live in your baptism, the cross with which you are marked constantly reminds you of the forgiveness given to you at the font and extending to you even today. You are a child of God. And when you pray using Jesus' own words, it's not that hard either. It's not dependent upon your eloquence or your intelligence. It's not waiting for you to be in the right mood or the right frame of mind. For the Father to whom we pray is Jesus' Father and yours and mine. He's ours. He loves you. He's given you his Son. He's given you his name. Is there anything he wouldn't give you? No. He's just waiting for you to ask. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten of God made, of one being with the Father.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you tenderly invite us to bring our petitions before you, and you promise to hear us. Keep us, we pray, steadfast in the faith that we may ever cling to your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has overcome the world for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for raising up faithful pastors among us to care for your holy flock. Fill them with your spirit that they would never tire of preaching Christ and him crucified for the salvation of all who hear and believe. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty Father, keep this nation under your care and bless the leaders of our land. Preserve us in safety, liberty, and livelihood. Heal our divisions that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to the other nations of the earth. Give us grateful hearts for the freedom we enjoy and for the men and women who have given their lives to keep us free. We ask you also to preserve all who work in emergency and medical fields. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, graciously accept our thanksgiving for our mothers whom you have given to us. Teach us to honor them aright, loving, obeying, and giving thanks for them as is fitting in your sight. Strengthen all women with child and give them safe delivery. Comfort all women who long to have children but cannot, that they may find their consolation in you and your unfailing love. Lord, in your mercy. Loving Father, look with mercy upon all who are sick or suffering in any way. Restore them to health or give them the strength and perseverance to endure. Above all, comfort them in the sure and certain knowledge that their Redeemer lives and that they have the promise of eternal life through him. Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Father, we give you thanks for receiving all those who have gone to their heavenly reward before us and now rest from their labors. Keep us with them in that same faith that together with them we may receive the promised inheritance of your eternal kingdom as fellow heirs with your Son when he returns in glory on the last day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, but chiefly we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the very Paschal Lamb, which was offered for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Almighty God, endless is your mercy and eternal is your reign. Out of love you created us and everything which exists. In mercy you preserved the church in Noah's day with a flood. In grace you promised to bless us through Abraham's seed. With patience you protected that seed through the judges and kings of Israel. In faithfulness you repeated your promises through the prophets. And when the time had fully come, you sent your son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law with a perfect and sufficient sacrifice which paid the price for the sins of the entire world. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, gracious Lord, we bow before you in thankfulness for your many and varied gifts. For Christ's redemptive death, his victorious resurrection, his ascension promises, and his powerful reign at your right hand. Bolstered by your endless grace and Pentecost spirit, we eagerly await his glorious return. 
Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
O God, the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness, you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Thank you.